Two friends in a movie. 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 With Mana Sixto. With Sixto and Matt. And With here we are. Welcome back to the Matt and Sixto show. Two no, friends. Let's start this over. No, don't start it over. It's not the Matt and Sixto show. It's the Sixto and Matt show. No, no, it's the Matt and Sixto. But it's not, number one, I, I keep saying this to you. It's not your show and my show. It's our show. So, so you should say. My show and your show? No, we can say, welcome to our show, uh, Two Friends in the Movie with Sixto and Matt. Okay, I think I got you. Hey, let's do this. Okay. Welcome to Two Friends and a Movie <laughs> with Matt and Sixto. No, 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 with Sixto and Matt. No, you want to end on the O. But uh, Matt and Sixto, <laughs> it, just, it just flows. God damn it. All right, anyways, uh, yeah, welcome to our season three. It's our third year, so expect uh, one show after this one and we're done. And then we're done. <laughs> At best. <laughs> so, uh, we, uh, welcome to our moms that listen to our shows. Hi, mom. Yeah. Hi, mom. Today is our Oscar preview special because... We know all the insights on these best movies, and we will predict the winner. We will predict the winner. Uh, I I want to start by saying nominations look really interesting. Um, there's a, a group lot, of movies. There's an incredible group of movies. Uh, not like before. Before it would look like a bunch of white people, and then give it to the token black winning because it's the first year they include black people. So it's been weird. It's been weird. They're not going to win. They'll, they'll get the nomination, but they're not going to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so let, let's see how this year looks. So is there, are there any, uh, let's see at this, at this list, uh, Call Me By Your Name, uh, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, uh, Phantom Menace. Threat. Oh, Phantom Threat, sorry. Uh, the Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. So Three Billboards Outside, Ebbing, Missouri. So, uh, just because of last last year, they gave it to the the token black person. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna assume this year they're gonna give it to Guillermo del Toro, being the token Mexican person, and then they give it to a woman next year, and then we're done. Then it goes back to all white people all the time. So the way it should be, <laughs> <laughs> just like the Lord intended. Um, so, I mean, I think what we should do is go down this list, right? I think we should discuss each movie, and then at the end we'll pick our favorite and who we think we're just going to win. Right, and because we haven't done a review all fucking year, then we can review all of the top movies of the year. This is perfect. We start perfect. with a bang for last year. Since we're only going to do one show, we just <laughs> cram it all into one show. <laughs> so let's start uh, from the top. Uh, Call Me By Your Name. Call Me By Your Name. This is uh, a comedy, uh, R-rated comedy. About uh, a guy that meets a girl in a in a bar and says, "Hey, I'm gonna take her name," um, and that's how the movie evolves. Uh, he he takes over her life. She's trying to get her life back. It's a fucking mess. It's a mess. I don't know what's funny about this, but it's a uh, he steals her identity, and that's the whole movie. <laughs> it's identity theft, and he ruins her credits. <laughs> she really it, it, it chooses her house. Yeah, she becomes yeah. homeless. Um, her job finds out that her credit is terrible and that she, she has nowhere to live. So she comes in ragged, so she her, loses her job. Her husband left with the guy. 
with the guy because he's now her name. So the the twist on this movie is that then she decides to take over his name. So the first part of the movie is her life being ruined. The second part is a James Bondish kind of thing where she's trying to find out who the fuck this guy is, where he came from. And then she flips the script. And then she flips the script literally. She took the flipped the script, put it upside down and didn't read it and then did whatever the fuck she wanted. It's incredible. Flipped That's why it. it's nominated for best best movie. Yeah, the whole second half of the movie is improv. It's completely improv. Uh, it's magical. I don't, if you haven't seen this movie, I, I, I implore you, spend the twelve ninety nine to go to the movie theater and see how improv theater in the middle of Manhattan with no permits to shoot or anything just fucking turns out into a magical best picture nominated movie. You know, you know what this movie is? What is it? I just realized it. What is it? It's a remake of Trading Places <laughs> with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. Exactly. It's a, it's a remake. It's exactly and what it is. So if you loved Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd in Trading Places, you will love Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's, it's inc- interestingly important because after last year's debacle, making it not about race but about sex gender it, it's what's gonna. It's probably. I mean, it's a really good contender. Yeah, it puts another, another wrinkle on trading places. It's, it gets a little more in depth. But uh, yeah, so that's call me by your name. Uh huh. Uh huh. Next on the list is the darkest hour. Darkest hour, and this is a movie about a couple getting married, and it's, it's from the husband's point of view, and it, it ends. The, you know, the, I don't want to spoil it too much. But the darkest hour is the wedding at the end. <laughs> I don't think, I think uh, this show is all about, as a matter of fact, if you haven't seen these movies, they're all going to be spoiled. Um, spoiled rotten. Spoiled rotten. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it is a movie, it is a dark, 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 sinister drama. There's a lot of dark movies in the, in the best picture category. There's a lot there. of darkness in the darkest hour. Um, it's a dark, 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 sinister movie about uh, uh, living through that. You never, you never see the guy. Like the whole movie is shot as the guy's eyes, basically. Right, right, right. And eighty percent of this movie takes place between the three a.m. I think it's like between three and five a.m. So are the darkest hour of the day, of the day. Right. And then the, he goes, and for some reason they wanted in a midnight wedding, but it didn't get started till like five a.m. Right. So that is the prep. It's the whole like debacle of the wedding. And uh, them re-prepping it, and th- uh, 3 a.m. being the darkest hour between 3 and 4 before the sun starts coming out, uh, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Uh, it's fucked up. The real, it's, it's the real Bridezilla type of movie, this woman just destroys this man, makes him and go let, into a marriage he doesn't want to be in. Absolutely. And let, let's go through the real drama of Takes this. away his toys. Oh, my God. And then the whole part where she... guitar. Yeah. And then she takes all of the toys... Puts him in a bucket, and then gives him to little kids in Africa. It's they can't play guitar. They can't. They what, can't. what are they gonna do with it? Nothing. Nothing. It's a waste. It's a waste. And uh, him crying and trying to like like get past that point to get married with her, which I don't understand. I but think that she just breaks him down so much that he just does whatever she says. I. It's incredible. Um, it's a real Me Too type of movie. Yes, Gary Oldman in this movie. Uh, reason why he's. Uh, nominated for lead actor is because he really portrays a man that's broken but finds a way to come back from this darkest hour. 
It should have been called Sunrise. Is what it should have been. I think called. that's what the sequel is going to be called. Sunrise. Yeah, like this darkest hour, and then it ends on a sad note. But there's hope. There's hope. And then the sequel will be Sunrise, where he starts to get his life back. Yeah. Um. Uh. Interesting movie. Uh. Very dark. Uh. I think if you're not ready for for this amount of drama. You should skip this one. I don't think this one's going to win, so I wouldn't be too worried. Darkest Hour, not going to be best movie. Not going to be? Okay. You heard it here first <laughs> on the Matt and Sixto show. That's right. That is correct. Correct. Um, that puts us right after to Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Which is related to the Darkest Hour in that they both start with D. They do. <laughs> and that we're going in alphabetical order. Yeah. Um, so Dunkirk. Dunkirk is a Star Trek sequel um it's kirk's son dunkirk (laughs) (laughs) the whole thing takes place deep space deep space he's lost it's i don't know what year it is it's like year like four thousand and change (laughs) it's real out in the future yeah 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 yeah. Uh, but the, the funny part is that what they don't tell you at the end of the darkest hour is that that movie, which takes place in the 1930s, 1930s. is Kirk's great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. There's a big Star Trek influence on all these movies. <laughs> yeah, well, not all of them, but these two, they're, they're seriously connected in that way. So Dunkirk is kind of like the aftermath. And then he mentions things that if you didn't see The Darkest Hour, you'd be a little lost in Dunkirk. In Which that. is weird that they came around at the same time. You think you would, you know, Yeah, you'd give it like, yeah, but, but I, they didn't give a fuck. They, they knew they had the money in the bank, and... Uh, Dunkirk is is this guy just lost in space, man. He's he's in a ship. Uh, he's obviously. with uh, Don oh. Spock and yeah, and Don, Don Chekhov. Don Chekhov and uh, Don Zulu. Zulu, Don Zulu. Don Uhura. Don, what was the Doc Bones? Don Bones. Don Bones. Yeah, 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 Don McCoy. So it's pretty much Star Trek with just different people. Right, and uh, with the name Don yeah. in front of them. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's a, a bunch of fun. Uh, this uh, uh, very lighthearted comedy. Yeah, this this uh, giant space battle at the end against Darth Vader. I don't know how they got the rights, yeah. but you got to put Darth Vader in the last five minutes of every movie to make it good. Yeah, Disney Disney has the rights to Star Trek now. Yeah, so they can put Darth Vader wherever they want. Wherever they want. Um, and uh, it ends with Darth Vader coming in with the lightsaber and trying to kill everybody, and then they escape. And at the end, at the very very end, you see a picture of uh, Roger Moore. Which uh, uh, making out with uh, Ricardo Montalban, and uh, you know, it just it make it makes it makes a weird ending. But it I does think make that's, a weird ending. But I think that's why it's nominated because he's so out there and so and so. Um, it took a chance, and that's why it's nominated. Yeah, really, really went out on the limb there. Said, "I'm going to try something new, and we'll see what happens." And it could not have worked better. And any everybody knows any Star Trek without Ricardo Montalban. Doesn't work. Everybody knows in my neighborhood. Everybody knows <laughs> that Ricardo Montalban, Rick, Ricky Montalban, or in this is case, synonymous with Star Trek. Synonymous and or, best pictures. Or in this case, Don Kang, Don Kang, Don Dunk Dunk Tank, Don Kang, Can Can Can. That's what the whole Dunk Can. The whole the whole ship looks like a Dunk Tank. That's where they <laughs> where they started this. Um. Next, we have a, an incredible movie that everybody's been talking about all year, uh, and everybody seems to understand that it's a great movie. Uh, it's um, Get Out. Get and, Out. And it's a movie about uh, 
uh, it's two and a half hours of a thing that says get out. It just is a giant uh, board on the screen that says get out. It's, it takes place in a diner in um, rural Midwestern uh, United States. They don't really tell you the state, but it's like a Midwestern feel. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of drunk people come in late night into the diner. And the diner people, it's like a Tuesday, and they're like, come on, we want to go home. And the whole movie is just trying to get these people to leave the diner. So the every, waitress is like, get out! So every three minutes, the guy screams, get out. <clears throat> and every <clears throat> every minute after that, somebody else comes in. It's uh, it's an experimental film. Yeah. It's um, a lot of special guest cameos of people mm-hmm, coming into mm-hmm, the diner. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody shows up. Dude. Everybody. Everybody shows up. There's a uh, Axel Rose is in Axel it. Axel Rose, yeah. Um, a- and he comes in with Slash, which made everybody fucking gasp. Yeah, and uh, I mean, big spoilers. Sorry, big spoilers. Steve Martin's with them, which is odd. It, it, you know, yeah. those guys hung out, but apparently they. But do. apparently they do. Um, um, Rick Moranis shows up. Rick Moranis makes his uh, big screen comeback after ten years of being away from Hollywood. Right, 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 right. In this movie, he just shows up. He just shows up, gets a, to go order, no lines, picks up his to go order and leaves. Yeah, and the guy goes, "Get out!" and he thinks it's to him, so he just pays he and just, runs out. He just goes. Um, he's the hero of the movie. He is. He is. He's the uh, only one who gets out. Um, Kevin Smith. Kevin Kevin Smith and Jason and Mewes. Jason Mewes uh, hang out in character of Jay and Silent Bob, which right. was a cool thing to see. Yeah, right. And then they they kind of hang out outside of the of the of the uh, diner the whole movie, the whole movie. And then they come in just for a second to use the bathroom, and they tell him, "Get out." They get him. They come in at the most tragic moment, right? When the chef had enough, pulls out his AR fifteen and just wipes out the entire diner. Right, and then Jay actually goes, "Get out." And then they leave. Um, yeah, he, he saves Kevin Smith. He saves Silent Bob, which uh, which uh, it, it was it was interesting to watch. Uh, I don't know how to how this movie made it because it just felt too experimental. Very experimental. Very very bloody. Very bloody. A uh, lot of uh, curse words. Yeah, they used the word "fuck" eight hundred and ninety seven times, which is is incredible. A lot of time to a lot of time to use that word. Yeah, in two and a half hours, which nobody expected. And by the way, through the entire movie, there like, is a giant card that says "Get out." Get out. So like it's covering thirty percent of the screen, and no one ever <laughs> mentions the card in Never. the entire movie. Never. It it's just, like it's not there. It, I I don't get it, but th- there you are. Uh, get out. It wasn't just get out though. It was hashtag get out. Oh right. Sorry, sorry. I, I forgot it was a big. So I think there. they were trying to make it. In, uh, a social experiment, you know, be interactive with the movie. first interactive movie where you can tweet along as you watch the movie with other people. Right, but uh, it didn't work out that well. Yeah, the tweeting thing didn't work. I mean, I don't. I, this movie didn't even make money. I don't know why it's there. Yeah, it actually lost a million dollars. So I don't they know. They couldn't find it. No, well, I mean, I don't, whatever. I guess, I guess it worked for somebody. I guess they're looking at the art. The art, Ext- not, not the dollars. Not the performance. Right, right. Um this takes us uh, to Lady Bird. Lady Bird, my favorite movie of the bunch. Ah, uh-huh. Um, it's about this older man whose wife has died and his kids have left him and he has this big house and all he does is watch birds. Um, he sits out his window, he's got a bird feeder and a bird bath and you think it's this wholesome movie. You know, it's a very sweet, the first half hour is real nice. But then it takes a real dark turn, which seems to be the theme of these best pictures this year. 
and he starts masturbating to ladybirds. Yeah, it's it's, just, uh, it's, a, it's a real it's a real crazy movie. I mean, I I I can't understand the art, I can't understand the art of it because it's really like in your face. Uh, and it's 3D because it's 3D is really in your face. It's really in your face. But uh, like a few times, yeah, right like in a your few face. times in your face. But uh, I couldn't, I couldn't watch this whole movie. It was too artistic for me, so yeah. it kind of, I, I got a little bit like, ah, get the fuck out of here with this it's, shit. It is the first NC17 movie to make the best picture now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, it, they, they don't shy away from it. They show, uh, they like show everything. Eighty-year-old cock all but, day in your face. And if you wanted to see what a bird's genitalia looked like. You yeah, will find that's out. when that's when I left. I I whenever when he started like drawing it, I was like, "This is too much." But it has a great happy ending. Mm-hmm. He does it one last time. He's got a big smile on his face. The ladybird, when he's finished, sits on his shoulder. He dies with a smile. Ah, sweet. I mean, I didn't see the ending, so I'm glad it that was, you told it me it was a real sweet, sweet moment. Um. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> so that's Ladybird. Um, also, I don't think it's going to win. I think it's uh, too out there for the general public. It's, 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 the, it's one of those movies that the Oscar takes is way too artistic and it way too snobby. And I don't think anybody gets it. So fuck that movie anyways. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, this takes us to the Phantom Threat. Phantom Threat. The now, first. I, I have. I have. Uh, the first what were you gonna say? I was gonna say the first superhero movie to be nominated, yeah, for best picture. The Phantom Thread is about well, it's basically a superhero movie because it's about a guy that read the um, the script to the Phantom Menace, the Star Wars Phantom Menace, and tries to stop it. And in trying to stop that, falls into this bat of acid and gets superpowers. Becomes a superhero himself. A superhero himself. But he decides, well, the Phantom Menace, I'm a threat to criminals, my name will be the Phantom Threat. Phantom Thread. But he says Phantom Thread, but it turns out people thought he said Phantom Thread. So (laughs) it's also a big joke on him. Right. So everybody's always laughing at him when he says it. Like every criminal he stops, he's like, are you Phantom Thread or the Phantom Threat? And then he's like, fuck you, and he beats him up. And, uh, and uh, it's it's a fun movie. Uh, it's not Marvel. It's not Marvel. So you know it, it doesn't have the stamp of like it's fun and amazing and for kids. There's yeah. a lot of sex in it. It's a no lot of cursing. No JJ Abrams. No JJ Abrams. And uh, actually, even though it has a Disney thing, they never really say the Phantom Menace or Star Wars. What they say is, oh, they're gonna make that space movie prequel. So, boom, boom, you get it right there, right? Boom, boom. And then they said, oh, no, they got this, like, alligator-looking thing with big ears, floppy ears. So, you kind of get it. You know what they're talking about. You know they, what they're They actually spend, like, most of the... It's the only thing that I don't like about this movie. They spend a lot... Too much. Trying to explain what the Phantom Menace... Instead of getting the rights to say Phantom Menace in the movie, uh, they spend too much time trying to go around saying Phantom yeah. Menace in Star Wars. They even say like space battles at some point. Space battles. Yeah, which is, doesn't have the same ring as Star Wars. No. Um, so it it just it turns out to be, but it's a superhero movie nominated. I am glad that uh, it picks up at the end. The uh, action scenes get pretty crazy near the end. Um, I don't want to get the the main villain is someone who is so in love with Star Wars that. He's trying to stop the Phantom Thread from stopping the Phantom Menace. So right. it gets complicated, 
but the fanboy is played really well. Um, it was Philip Seymour Hoffman's last role. Um, it was actually shot a long time ago, um, but then they filled in the rest of it with other people. Yep. So it gets a little choppy. And Daniel Day-Lewis plays um, a company exec, quote-unquote. Uh, unquote. Plays, plays literally three seconds in the movie. I counted. I've seen this movie seven times. One, two, he, three. Three seconds he plays in the movie, nominated for lead actor. Lead. Absolutely. And he's first in the credits, too. Yeah. And uh, it's nuts. It's nuts. Um, Pandering. This is one the big name in there. So you go see it. Right. Phantom Thread starring Daniel Day Lewis. But it ain't. But it ain't. It He's ain't. not. It's, come on, man. It's um, fake, fake news, as they say. Yeah. Uh, it just, whatever. I, I just, I feel like they, they, fuck, they fuck me over with that. But the kid that plays the Phantom Thread, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Giovanni Jason, Gordon Jason Levitz. It's uh, it's awesome in this movie. He's always awesome. Always. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on. And you keep hoping, like, you keep thinking Daniel Day-Lewis is going to show up again. You're like, he's got to, he can't be in just that short. He's got to come in again. Nah, man, three Never seconds. Comes in. Even in the post-scene credit, they show just his clothes. Just his clothes. Yeah, and they say, you know, he was here, and that's he how the movie here. ends. And, I mean, he leaves it open for a sequel, which I guess is fun. But uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see what happens. We'll um, see what happens, but he's not going to win an award. I don't think so. No way. Uh, no they way. give it to them. That's bullshit. Three seconds. Three you're seconds. The best actor? Yeah, man. I mean, Fuck I don't. Them. I don't understand. And I don't understand. I, I mean, they I understand. I it's all politics. It's all politics. But whatever. Get I, me upset. Let's <laughs> let's move on before I get too upset over Dan Day Lewis and his <laughs> three seconds. Um, next one is the post. The post, which is the it's short for the post office. Yeah, whole thing takes place in the post office. It's right. kind of like it's a it's a movie long version of The Office, but Steve Carell is now working in a post office. Right, and uh, I I understand this movie is nominated as a drama, a drama, which is odd. Which is odd. Um, I mean, seeing it a few times, I I realized that uh, Steve Carell is a great comedic actor, but that's dramatic actor, not so good. No, and um, it's all the whole new cast. The only person who's the same is Steve Carell. Um, he t- and he tries to make it like The Office was. Like he tries to make a Pam, and he tries to make a Jim, but it just to me it falls short. Right. It never gets to the point where I think they were trying to go. No, and uh, the, this whole movie, what's happening is while he's trying to make all these jokes, there's a, a terrorist attack happening. In the post office. Yeah, anthrax uh, breaks out. Anthrax breaks out. There's a lot of people coughing and shit and running around, and he's still trying to grab the camera to be like, see, this is why I don't like working here today. So it's a bit, it's a bit weird. Um, yeah, he's like Mondays. Right, so, and then uh, that's what she said when <laughs> somebody puts, said, she swallowed all the anthrax. That's what she said. That's you know. what she said. And so, I don't know. He puts it in his coffee. He makes it like it's pretending it's sugar. It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Know. It's just, it's very, it's a very awkward movie, uh, but I think it, it has very good qualities of drama, very good qualities of comedy. And yeah, everyone has, else was great. Right, right. Take Steve Carell out of this movie. It is a fantastic movie. Absolutely. He ruins it. He ruins it. Uh, also, um, I'd rather have Daniel Day-Lewis for three seconds than uh, Steve Carell for yeah. 90 minutes. Uh also, um, the fact that uh, what's her name is in this movie playing a, a customer, uh, Pamela Anderson. No, not Pamela Anderson. The other one that uh, the one that that um, fuck Jenny McCarthy. 
uh, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep is is in there playing. I get those those ones confused. Yes, uh, she's in there playing uh playing a uh, uh, what's it called? A customer that is also a stripper. It was also a stripper who actually takes down half of the terrorists just by herself. That's when it turns into this like like diehard kind of yeah. Because she uses just a knife. She has a knife. Just a knife in her shoe. In her in her boot. Uh, she pulls yeah. it out and just starts slashing necks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he takes her shoe and starts hitting motherfuckers with the with the bottom of the shoe. It's uh, it's interesting, but um, and I'm I'm I hope I mean she got a, a lead actress for that, so I hope she wins. Yeah, she was uh, a badass. She was a badass. I hope she wins. She I, I mean, even if the movie doesn't win, which I don't think it will, uh, I think at least she deserves it for that for that part. She yeah. puts on a weird a weird um, Brooklyn accent. Yeah, that 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 was a far stretch and. Uh she kind of was like trying to sound like Jennifer Lopez. I feel like a little bit, yeah. So she was doing a lot, like "Oh my God!" And he just he didn't he didn't work too. It much. didn't work. No, not so much. But everything else was was spot on. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Except for that and Steve Carell. Yeah. Um, next is the Shape of Water. Shape of Water, which is a very sad movie about the Arctic's melting and the polar bears losing their homes. <laughs> Um, the shape of water is changing. You know, it was ice, and now it's melting. Right. Um, there's no, there's no actors in this movie. No, it's, it's just ju- it's dramatic just music and these polar bears suffering, and you know, riding on big icebergs that are floating away from the main iceberg. And it's uh, it's narrated uh, by Godfrey, by Godfrey. Um, and uh, I don't know if that was a, a good choice. I, I mean, it, it gets annoying in some points, but then the story is so involving that you kind of were like, eh, you know, I have to kind of listen to him. But every time he does that Affleck voice, it's just like, and then the ice melted. And yeah. then you kind of like, come on, man, I'm trying to fucking take this yeah, seriously. You know, you, you, you're, you're, your eyes are watering. You see the terrible conditions these animals are in. And he has a number of people um, not, they show you the, the back of pictures of people. The back of pictures. It's just, it's just white. It's, it's just, just white. The and the then they say that these people were in the movie. Uh, but you don't know. Ben Affleck. Yeah. Ben Affleck. Uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston. Will like, Ferrell. Will Ferrell. It's just, it was so weird. I mean, I didn't understand why. They didn't need stars anyways. This movie is fucking compelling as fuck. Yeah. It was. Uh, it's. It should win Best Picture. Um, it's uh, heart, heart-wrenching. It just, it's heart-melting. Yeah. It <laughs> melted my heart to see. To see the these conditions movie. that these yeah. animals are in. And, and then they fucked up because they put a penguin in there. And you know, penguin and polar bears don't live on the they same. They don't live in the same. They were just, at that point, they were like, just throwing anything out there. <laughs> like, this guy's dying too. And you, you feel bad because you're already in the moment. But afterwards, right. you're like, wait a minute. That yeah. shit doesn't live there. Yeah, that guy doesn't live. That guy's from fucking There's no ostriches in the Arctic. No, no. And it was, it was, it was very, it was weird, but... At the same time, it was uh, it was deep. It comes from a true place. Yeah, and it made me think. It made me think. Um, and at the end, with the the bears are trying to reshape the water into ice because they don't understand physics. Right. It's so sad. Uh, it's it's sad. It's, it's heartbreak. That's that's when I cried, dude. I bawled for yeah, like twenty five minutes. Just lost its yeah. uh, standing ovation when. But when I saw it, everyone stood up and was cheering. Um, these animals and these polar bears and shaping the water. Shape shaping the water. Trying to single-handedly fix our climate change problem. Yeah, um, and uh, I don't know, weird, but uh, fun. Fun, fun. 
Uh, uh, not so much fun. Not, I mean, it wasn't that much fun, but dying. at least you learned something. I mean, you learned to to think about am, aminos dying. Animals. I mean, an, an, animals. An, animals. And an, animals. There you go. That's a, uh, that's a hard word to say. And uh, I, I, I think this is the one out of this entire list is the one that deserves it the most. I think it's gonna win. I'm if I'm if I'm a betting man, which I am. I'm putting all my money, Shape of Water, lead actor. Ice. Whitey the Bear. And Ice. I thought it was split. Uh, they, they gave it two nominations. Whitey the Bear and Ice. Yeah, they share it because the scene's it's together. so good. <laughs> so good. Um, and this takes us to uh, the three billboards. The final final nomination of the 400 nominated movies for the best actor. Or best uh-huh. picture, I mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to screw it up like they did last year at the Oscars. Right. Called it the wrong name. Right. Uh, three billboards. Outside Edding, Missouri. Yeah, it's about a lady that bought three billboards, and she keeps changing them daily. Daily. Uh, she's a huge, huge Dave Chappelle fan, mm-hmm. and she puts different Dave Chappelle jokes right up on the billboards every right. day, hoping that he would come and to their small town of Edding, Missouri, so mm-hmm. they can see them live because mm-hmm. they've never experienced anything like that out in Edding, Missouri. Right. Uh, but he never comes. Mm-mm. Never comes. Also, there's a. I think the story because I think they focus on the story between the people and getting to understand one another and uh, you know a, a the struggle race. that she has putting. Yeah, it's a lot of racism because the the white cops are keeping Dave Chappelle out. Right. Uh, there's a lot of her being yelled at because she's putting a black man in thing, and then she changes the uh, the actual pictures. That she has the the quotes with pictures of Dave Chappelle, and then she starts putting the quote, and people start laughing. But then they realize they're laughing at a black man, and then they go, they stone her house. They stone it. Um, <clears throat> super deep movie, very sad, very fucking critical at this point with all the all the stuff that's been going on with uh, her being a woman and a uh, thing about racism. I mean, it, it just, it is fucking, it's deep, dude. It's deep. Um, I'm kind of sad Dave Chappelle never shows up in the movie because uh, they keep hinting that he's going to come, uh, but he never comes, so... That point made me a little sad. It was like uh, it's over, and there's no Dave Chappelle. No Dave Chappelle. But uh, besides that, the jokes hilarious. I was laughing the whole time. <laughs> Every time they put up a billboard, I was I, laughing. She was sad, and it was a real sad thing and emotional. But I, every time they put a new joke up, laughing my ass off. <laughs> and there was a couple of situations when I was actually quoting them, like Dave Chappelle, like she put simply. Please believe me on it, and I was saying, "Please believe me," like he does in that in the stand up. In the stand up, right? So it was it was very fun to watch the uh, billboards changing. It was, yeah, it was great. It was like every you just waited for the next morning to kind of see what where she was going to go. Was she going to go stand up? Was she going to go Chappelle show? You, you didn't know. You didn't know. You didn't know. And it was uh, it was interesting. Also, the use of time in this movie because it was all shot real real uh, time. And it takes place over five days. Yeah, so the movie... The movie's five days long. Five days long. And most of the movie is just watching people sleep. Yeah, most of it. Most of it. She writes down, like... And at the end of each night, she would write down her billboards, but you couldn't see what she wrote. So, like, you're like... Right, so you're waiting for the reveal. You're guessing. You kind of, like... You kind of see, like, oh, she wrote three sentences. And try to talk to your friends, try to see what three-sentence joke she might be putting up on the billboard that next morning. Right, 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 right. Um, the movie theater, though, where I went anyway, free popcorn and soda after you buy your first one. If wow. you want to stay the five days. Wow, wow, wow. That's, that's amazing. 
by the by the worst part though, at the end of the five days, uh, the movie did a stank. Yeah, it stank, man. Yeah, I, I I can see that. I saw that in the movie theater that I saw it. They will they will let you leave and come back as long as you kept your ticket. Yeah, but I didn't want to miss anything. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I had to come to work and stuff, so you know, I would I be like, "Fuck!" So then I left. I I left my friend in the theater, and he would text me. He's like, "Yo, she got up," and I would go over. You run down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facetime it while you're waiting. And then he would go to sleep. So he missed. He missed all the good parts of the movies. I you're, you're a fucked up friend. Well, I mean, he was. He said, "I'll do it." So I was. Like, he, so he's well, just dumb. I mean, he's stupid because he said, "I can stay here the whole five days." And I said, "Well, how about eating and going to the bathroom?" He said, "Fuck that." Fuck it. So I said, "All right, well, if that's the way you want to go." But three billboards, watching it, laughing my ass off. Every every morning, I laugh my ass off. Um, and then I try to see the drama of them trying to deal with it. And then I um, I would leave and go to work. It was. Uh, I stayed five days. My my wife. I was like. Inches away from being divorced. But I was like, bitch, this is worth it. <laughs> you will understand. I'm witnessing history here. And you mm-hmm. need to understand. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. nothing's stopping you from coming down here. And yeah, seeing right. me at the movies. Right. Bring the kids. I'll, I'll see everybody. But I can't come to you. You got to come to me. Well, I mean, I, I, I refrain myself from that uh, amount of... Um, devotion to the movie i'm waiting for it on dvd no uh, if i said i'm, I'm going to review this on two friends in a movie with matt and six i have to experience the whole thing i mean i i i, I can't half-ass it no i i i, I actually I, I i that's incredible I that's why you. that's why we have two emmys that's why we have two not one two emmys two emmys it, although we've never been on tv never that's how good we are with this they because matt will stay five fucking days in the theater Watching one movie about three billboards. Watching, risking uh, my marriage and my entire life. That's right. To see. For the sake of this movie. Where I mostly it was just someone sleeping. I, 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 I'm I lying. I actually, I took the week off and I stayed there. You bitch. And uh, I, I'm ju- only lying because I crapped my pants twice. Twice. Waiting for her to do something. That's why the movie And I was very thing. ashamed. It came out on the, on the local newspaper for the town. I'm, I'm very ashamed. But I, I, you know what? I, I have to tell you, I did it. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going to fucking claim it. I'm claiming it. I did it. It was worth it. And I heard that uh, people love this movie so much that they started putting up their experiences during the five days on billboards. On billboards. Yeah. I was one of those, man. Yeah. I, uh, I rented a billboard, 10 grand for a day. For a day. Yeah. Seems crazy, but that's New York people. But that's New York, man. I, I, I put it up there. I said, I crapped my pants twice. Six to Reynoso. Twice. All right, Um, so let's go back through the nominees real quick. For Best Picture, we have Call Me By Your Name, uh, the Trading Places remake. We have The Darkest Hour, which takes place real time from 3 and 5 Mm a.m. about someone getting married. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dunturk is a sequel from Star Trek. Yep. Get Out is a comedy murder movie about a diner and people not wanting to leave. Lady Bird, the uh, the old man jerking off the birds. Phantom Thread, the, the superhero movie about making the Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. The the post, the post, which is the about the post office. The post office with Steve Carell. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. Uh About the polar bears losing their life. Mm hmm. In their environment and. Uh, Three billboards. Would you talk about? Yeah, the Dave Chappelle uh, 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 related movie. Dave Chappelle related movie. Uh, I so call the winner Black Panther right now. Black Panther winner. 
Winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Chicken dinner. Um, there wasn't on the list. Mm. It's going to win anyways. Um, I, I, and I'm going to tell you why, because it's fucking Black Panther. Uh, and and that's fucking it. the Black Panther? I'm, well, I'm not fucking the Black Panther. I wish. The motherfucker's hot. I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, but uh, it's, just, it's just the biggest money-making movie in the, in the universe until the next Marvel movie comes out. So because it's going to come out in between. So because it came out. It came out. That's true. Uh-huh. As a closet. And, and this Oscars are next Sunday. There is not another Marvel movie coming out because then that one would have won. Is that the sequel to Get Out? It's come out? It's uh no, no, no. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the sequel to Get Out is Get In. Come in. And then the, ni- the third one in the trilogy is Come Back. Come Out. <laughs> So uh, they get in the leave and they're like, oh, we miss you. Come back. Right. <laughs> so so, so yeah. six dose pick is Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the um, the Shape of Water. I think uh, the polar bear, you know, it's, it, it got to me. I saw him trying to shape the water and I was like, you, you stupid bear. You can't, <laughs> you can't shape water that way. But he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He's poor, just a bear. Poor bear. Poor Bear. bear losing his home because we need to use aerosol cans to shape our hair. That's right. That's it's ironic. Right. It's ironic. It's ironic. Shape your hair. And what we use to shape hair is destroying the shape of water. It is ironic. It is ironic. Well, that has been our. Made uh, me sad. Don't don't cry, please. I just need a second. Please don't cry. Right. I, um, that has been uh, our review of. I hope you got educated as to why all of these movies got nominated. Yes, it was a big, big Oscar preview. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you missed any of these movies, now you're all caught up. So now yeah. you can enjoy the Oscars. Right, right, right. And then you can put in your vote in. I'm going to call it right now. Uh, also, uh, why did the bear going to win? Uh, why did the bear be- cross the road? Be- be- best lead actor. The bear. The bear. We're going with why did the bear? Uh-huh. And uh, for uh, director... I'm giving it to um, Pulaski. Pulaski? Roman? Uh-huh. Roman Pulaski uh, for being an asshole. Being an asshole. And uh, molesting a child. That Mary J. Blige? She's, yes. she's, she's, she's getting an Oscar? She's getting an Oscar. Mary J. Mary J. Look at that. Mary J., um, she plays the voice of the Lady Bird <laughs> in the movie. So like, that's what she's nominated for. Right. So good luck to her. Good luck to her. Uh, and uh, the best uh, because we're doing. Uh, let's do a little roundup real quickly. Just a couple points because we don't have. The, we don't really want to go into all the movies. But uh, best animated feature. Uh, I'm gonna give it to uh, Black Panther. Black Panther. I'm going with the Simpsons movie. Okay. And uh, last but not least, I will give uh, adaptive screen uh, adapted screenplay to uh, Black Panther. Uh, I thought it was uh, Key and Peele for them adapting uh, their diner scene and their comedy to Get Out. Oh, no. Key, Key and Peele. I mean, I don't. I, that's a good. That's a good choice, but I think they're not going to win. Yeah, I, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a complicated, you know, highly competitive category. Absolutely. And uh, last but not least, best foreign language film. Oh. I I gave it to uh, Black Panther because they speak. They speak. Uh, some, some lay, language. Lay black up heta. Is that what you give it to? That's what I'm giving it to. The French version. 
Okay. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much for joining us. That was the uh, Matt and Sixto podcast of two friends and a movie. Yeah. With Matt and Sixto. There you go. Uh, enjoy. We're going to be back in a few weeks. Yes. I'm not sure what we're going to review. Probably Black Panther after it wins. Best the, picture. Uh, best picture. And best animated movie and best. And best foreign language. We'll, we'll do the French version too. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, so thank you for joining us. Uh, see you then. Good night. Two friends in a movie. 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 With Madden Sixto. With Sixto and Matt. With Madden Sixto. With Sixto and Matt. Two friends in the